Okay, my phone apparently just hates everything now. <laughs> so we'll um, see how long this one lasts. Yeah, I I was just saying that um, the push for everything to be apps now really restricts the ability of like users to do anything that isn't um, uh, what what's the word I want to. I want to use here that, that isn't like approved by corporations. Um, yeah. And you know me, I love only ever doing the things that corporations love. <laughs> I, I wouldn't pirate a car. Um, it's, it's a joke. I would absolutely pirate a car if it was possible. Oh yeah. Uh, I suppose with 3d printing, <laughs> maybe someday. Um, uh, I wanted to let you know I'm I'm in the middle of watching a YouTube video, and I uh, in, in my recommended videos I see a video called "Superhero Movies That Hit a New Low," and it's a picture of the girl from Madam Web. Uh, okay. <laughs> I. I won't lie to you. We haven't spoken uh, in a while. In a while, but it, yeah, it's been a, like a real long time. Yeah, because as I was preparing to move, um, I not only broke my TV, but oh, my no. computer my computer doesn't function anymore. It, or no. rather, the graphics card doesn't seem to work because the computer turns on, but it sends no signal to the monitor. Um, that so sucks. At some point, I need to a figure out what graphics card I need. Mm-hmm. Um, b buy a graphics card, and then c figure out how to install my graphics card before d <laughs> figuring out how to set up my computer in this new room that I'm in, uh, where oh, half the electronics don't work currently. <laughs> oh no. So we'll see, but um. For now, I have no computer. I've lived the last month off of nothing but the TV that my housemates graciously provided for me, <laughs> my PS5, and my new phone. Yes, that's right. New phone. Not Yay. the phone that I moved here with, because the phone that I moved here with immediately stopped being able to charge when I got here. Fuck, dude. So, thankfully... You just I have can. an endless string of bad luck stuff <laughs> happening constantly. And yeah. it's terrible. Yeah. Um, but thankfully, to compensate for my constant run of bad luck, I am remarkably intelligent uh, and attractive. <laughs> uh, yes. <laughs> because, because I knew that my phone was going to shit. So while I was still working at CBS, um, one of the phones went on sale there. Mm-hmm. And I just, I was like, I'm going to buy this for when this phone inevitably stops functioning. Nice. Um, so it was pretty easy to switch over to the new one um, once I had money to do so. That's good. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, I am currently watching through, I have no idea, just apropos of nothing, I'm currently watching through uh, the 90s X-Men show for the first time in its entirety, and Teen Titans for the first time in its entirety. Teen Titans is so fucking good. Yeah, I've seen bits and pieces of each, but have never watched the entirety of either. 
So I'm actually sitting down to watch those uh, very slowly over the course of the next few months. So, okay. First of all, um, I I, I want to get back to Madam Web after this, but um, oh yeah, yeah. But Teen Titan, where are you right now in Teen Titans? I'm like seven or eight episodes in. Uh, we're oh. getting we're we're like slowly getting into Raven's backstory a little bit. That's going to be very slow. <laughs> yeah, I'll let you know right now. You will not get the entire story until like season four. <laughs> Oh, yeah, that makes sense. I mean, I know from other stuff and from other, you know, some comics, some animated movies, some other stuff, like, just, like, I know generally what her deal is. So, and that's kind of what my favorite thing is about watching something from an Earth of the DC multiverse that I have yet to experience, is that you already know most of the stuff, but you get new little twists on it, new revelations on things, and that's pretty fun. Yeah. Um... I'll tell you, like Raven. There's a reason she's one of my earliest episodes. Um, like, and it's not just because she made me love Goth Girls when I was mm. a kid. Yeah, hot. Genuinely, one of my favorite characters in these. <laughs> yeah, she's cool. Um, there's there's a thing. That, okay, so you, I believe. If you're on episode like seven, that means you've already seen Nevermore, right? I, oh, have I? I don't think it's so. The episode where maybe I miscounted. Uh, I think it's episode six. It's an episode where they see in Raven's mind Beast Boy and Cyborg. Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay. Um, that thing where all of her personality fragments fused and became a what Raven? That was cool. White Raven is like her Super Saiyan, and it only appears in the show a handful of times. Okay, yeah, I've wanted because I know that's something that I've been excited to f- learn more about in Teen Titans specifically is White Raven because I've seen like in the season four of Titans, she becomes White Raven at the end of the DC animated uh, movie universe, she becomes hey. White Raven. Really? <laughs> yeah. And so oh. I've seen White Raven a few times on different Earths, but had no metric for what it actually means. And so that's kind of cool. It, so, okay, my, my character Amplitude, mm-hmm. um, he's, he is inspired by like a thousand different characters. Yeah. The more I unravel my inspiration for him, the more I'm like, oh, he's this, but then also this, 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 and this. Mm-hmm. Um, he has like a, a super form where he gets white lightning and that's heavily inspired by white Raven. Nice. Um, but I was going to say that I think white Raven only appears four times in the entire show. Hmm. And you already saw the first and two others are like, very technical. Like you might argue she's not really white raven in those things. Interesting. So um but she she's really fun cool. Um I think every season of Teen Titans focuses on a different Titan and that's Starfire cool. Starfire is the only one that doesn't get her own focus season. Mm-hmm. Um 
but you could argue that she gets a lot of focus in the movie. So what made me really want to dive into Teen Titans uh, now was because I've been, I think I, I mentioned on the group chat, I've been playing Lego Dimensions and they've got some, they've got a Teen Titans Go world. And I was like, yeah, I don't feel like watching Teen Titans Go, but I'll watch Teen Titans. <laughs> it's the best decision you've ever made in your life. <laughs> I watched the I've, first seen, uh, I've seen the movie Teen Titans Go to the movies, and it was adorable and hilarious, but I can tell that watching a whole show of that would get grating after a while, I think. Yeah. Um, I watched the first <laughs> episode of Teen Titans Go when it came out because – we had already been waiting years wanting mm-hmm. a sequel. Yeah. And so I was like, oh, a sequel to Teen Titans. It's what I've been asking for. And I <laughs> nope. watched the first episode. I was like, this is nothing like what I've asked for. This is actually an affront to nature. Dude, so. as an uber nerd of like so many different franchises, um, Lego Dimensions is fucking heaven, man. I've <laughs> been, I've been thrilled. I've been geeking out at so many things that my favorite thing about Lego Dimensions is that they plan out they planned out and programmed and bothered to record specific lines for various characters interacting so like if you happen to be playing as robin from teen titans go and the doctor from doctor who at the same time at some point robin goes so doctor you've got a thing where you're basically the same person but your looks and personality all change he goes I hope that never happens to the Titans. <laughs> just, that's just really funny. Oh, that's great. Um, but how, what was I going to say? I was going to say something just now. About uh, Titans Go? And the oh, yeah. you thought it was um, going to be a continuation? I, I got into an argument one time with former friend slash little, little sister figure um, who, <laughs> who will go unnamed uh, because... Yeah. Uh, we're not friends anymore. Uh, that's that's fun. sad. But because um, uh, I, I one time was complaining about Teen Titans Go, I was like, it frustrates me so much. And she was like, uh, but it's a show for little kids. Can't you just like let them have their thing? And I'm like, no, because that's not their thing. The, the show <laughs> that I love. No, no. Look, hear me out. That show could have been anything. Mm-hmm. It, it could have been literally anything. It didn't need to be Teen Titans. Yeah. They specifically made a sequel show using the same character designs and character voices of a show that ended on a cliffhanger. That's sad. And <laughs> that is com- sad. And, and completely changed everything about it. And it's like, if you were, if, if first of all, if you wanted to make a silly, goofy kids show, you could have done original characters. Mm-hmm. But if you really had to have a kids show around Teen Titans, it didn't need to be the same designs and it didn't need to be the same voices because then that lures people into thinking, "Oh, good, the show that I love is back." But it's not. Yeah, it's the it's a very rare and, to my knowledge, one of the only examples of. Um... Uh, the reverse of what basically Clone Wars and Bad Batch have done, where it's like something that starts out clearly more oriented toward kids and the storytelling matures and matures and matures and it gets to where you're tackling some really dark stuff and then the only people who are really still watching it are adults because 
it's kind of geared more toward them. Um, and, and it looks like Teen Titans did the opposite, <laughs> which is kind of funny. Um, yeah. You usually don't, usually don't see an existing thing go back to appeal to a younger demographic than you usually see like a, an existing thing grow up with its demographic, which is interesting. Yeah, no. So it's it's not made for fans of the Teen Titans show, mm-hmm. but it's, it's made to make fans of the Teen Titans show think it's made for them, and then just slap them in the face. It's yeah. weird. Like, I know this might sound like an inaccurate term to describe a show made by multiple people, but it feels disrespectful. Yeah. The one thing that I would think saves it from being that is that I at some point heard the actor who plays Cyborg talking about Teen Titans Go. Harry and Payton. being, uh, I think so. And he was... It's Harry Payton. That was less of a question and more of a oh, declarative okay. statement for me. <laughs> okay. Uh, and he was, I, to, to the best of my memory in this interview, like disappointed that people like hate its existence. And he's like, yeah you know the show ended but we are all happy to get together and get drunk and make fun of the original show which i thought was funny that it's like that at least part of this is deliberately weird and that they're having a good time and i'm like oh if they're having a good time i can't hate it that's cool i i'm happy for them i'm not him yeah I'm not one of the actors who really couldn't give less of a shit about the story. I'm an active fan of the story. <laughs> and the fact that they introduce a fu- what what we have to assume because there's no proof of anything, we have to assume that the thing that appeared at the uh, I, I'm not even going to say spoilers for the final episode of Teen Titans mm-hmm. because it literally does not matter to your yeah. viewing the entire series that's yeah, how I'm, just vibe, I'm just vibing with each episode uh we have to assume that it's a white martian that appeared at the end of cool. Teen Titan. um now this part is a spoiler so i'm not going to say it in any specifics terms okay. but a certain, a certain character returns which mm-hmm. is a big deal um and then there was a bunch of loose plot threads that were never tied up to the point where a comic from I think like two years ago or something. Hmm. It's big draw because the comic was kind of bad from what I hear, hmm. but it's it's biggest draw that was bringing readers in was the promise that we were finally going to get a reveal that was a, a dangling plot thread from the Teen Titans cartoon. That's Which, cool. I I guess I could. I, I'm not going to say it just in case, but there's sure. a certain, there's a certain character who we never know their identity, and interesting. Um, it, it literally got revealed for the first time in a comic. <laughs> I'll have to look that up once I'm finished watching it. I do love uh, so far uh, Deathstroke's uh, uh, whole Blade. vibe. Yeah, they don't call him Deathstroke in the show. Yeah, I, I picked up on that that he is only he is only ever referred to. As Slade so far, I'm eighty. I haven't looked it up. I'm eighty percent sure it's Corey Burton doing the voice, and it's a it hell not. of a voice. Really, it's not. Oh, who is it? It's Ron Perlman. Oh fuck, that's cooler. <laughs> <laughs> that's awesome. 
Um, he's so fucking good. Um, I've I've been watching uh this group uh oh what are they called now? Um, sort of stupid. Uh, <laughs> watching the Teen Titans show for the first time, and okay. every time Slate is brought up, they're like, it's just really unsettling. He's just a grown man that's manipulating these children. He seems oh, really yeah. obsessed with these children, and I'm like, yeah. Ooh, buddy, don't don't read the Judas Contract. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I haven't read the Judas Contract. I've watched the movie, and yeah, it's, it's unsettling. Oh, you know what? I don't know what the movie version is like. Uh, okay. Well, it's definitely got heavy pedophile slave vibes. So. <laughs> it's like potential trigger warning for anyone listening to this. Um, but does oh yeah, like- we probably will wind up releasing this. I shouldn't have said that without a trigger warning. If we're releasing uh, this as a special, I'll, I'll, I'll <laughs> put well. it in the description. But um, yeah, d- does he like? <laughs> I hate even saying this. Does he rape Tara in this? In the it's movie? not. It's never explicit that that happens, but it's clear that there's a relationship here that is inappropriate. You okay, know? I'm it's like explicit in the comics. Um, <laughs> okay, yeah, they didn't go that far in the movie because it's a movie <laughs> and they needed to yeah. show it to people. You but, know what's um, funny? You know what's <laughs> funny? So I again. I don't think it's a spoiler to tell you that one of the most popular Teen Titans stories of all time is going to get ad- adapted in the Teen Titans cartoon. Mm-hmm. Um, um, I will say, I think it's funny that they get closer to hitting on those extremely dark and disturbing themes in the more kid-friendly Teen Titans cartoon wow. than they do in Young Justice's version of it. <laughs> oh, very interesting. It, oh, have you seen Young Justice? Yeah, love Young Justice. Did you I, see? I, I, I kind three? of felt. I kind of fell off with. I don't remember season three super clearly, but I definitely watched all of it. Um, Tara appears in season three, and yes. she is trained by Deathstroke. Yes, I remember that. But that's kind of where it begins and ends. Is that he keeps trying to manipulate her by telling her like? Yeah, I everyone- remember. I think I watched Judas Contract after that and so i was like tara shows up and associate with deathstroke oh yeah yeah i remember that tara's <laughs> trained by deathstroke and then like slowly gets more and more clear that there's some sort of manipulation or borderline romantic like they never go all the way to like a sexual depiction of anything but it's like this is this is a huge problem <laughs> with yeah. these two people um, um, yeah, it's creepy. See, it's creepy. Get, this is this is the thing with um, whenever I try to describe the the difference between DC and Marvel, I won't say that DC is darker than Marvel. I will say they like being edgy a lot more. That's an interesting take. Yeah, well, I, I that's let's, probably let's fair. Let's give a track record. Uh, Deathstroke with Terra, that's yeah. fucking gross. Oh yeah. Uh, um. Dr. Light. <laughs> oh, God. Fuck yeah. Yep. Yeah. Um, fridging, fridging literally came from DC Comics. Yep. That's where the word came from. Yep. That's that's a bad title to have. That's a bad record to set. To Everything be the one who invented the term fridging by accident. Everything with modern Joker. Like him yeah. cutting his face off and everything and leaving it on the wall and coming back for it a year yeah. later. 
he so steeples it onto himself. <laughs> like, they're so edgy <laughs> when they want to be. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, meanwhile, Marvel is not afraid to tackle dark topics, but thankfully they left most of their... Mm. I was going to say they left most of their edginess back in the early 2000s with Ultimate Comics, especially mm-hmm. like racist Captain America and incestuous <laughs> yeah. Monster Pietro. Yep. But, but sometimes the new Spider-Man comics do like, like cucking Peter. What is the point of that? It's weird. I don't know why they've decided that's their thing now, but that's, <laughs> that's, that's weird. Um, Oh, um, I was going to tell you a couple more lines from uh, Lego Dimensions of amusing combinations of people because it's just awesome that you can make these combinations of people. Um, if you put Raven on at the same time as Batman, it'll. but it's not the Batman from like any universe that they'd know. It's just the Lego Batman video game version of Batman. And mm-hmm. so she goes, hey, Batman, is the Robin in, uni- in your universe obsessed with planning stuff too? And so they'll just, like, talk to each other. My personal favorite, though, is if you put Sonic the Hedgehog in the game with the Doctor. And Sonic eventually goes, hey, Doctor, I heard you named a screwdriver after me. How cool is that? (laughs) And I'm like, that's great. That's good. That was a fun one. (laughs) Yeah, I was wondering where you were going with that. And (laughs) Yeah, it's ridiculous, but it's awesome. I thought it was going to be something about breaking the laws of causality through speed, time manipulation, or whatever. And no, it's no. the lowest hanging fruit. Yeah, they just go for it. They just go for a name joke. If you put <laughs> Superman on with the Doctor, uh, at some point he goes, "Time travel? Me? Oh no, I could never do a thing like that." <clears throat> oh fucking god, is that a Superman one reference? Yes. <laughs> like great. <laughs> I have you know so much I- fun with this game. I want someone to do... It probably is a thing. I want someone to do an animated version of Superman 1 where he starts spinning the Earth backward and it just slingshots the Earth into the sun and he's just like, oops. Oh, I fucked up. Yeah, Because that's what would happen. If you stopped the Earth from spinning, it would just go rocketing through space. Yep. (laughs) Also, everyone would be dead before it even did that, so it wouldn't matter. See, Um, I've always charitably interpreted... No, wait, no, it no, because he spins the other way. No, yeah, yeah. Because I, <laughs> I was about to say, I was every single time I think of this, I initially charitably interpret it as he's just far exceeding the speed of light, and he just happens to be flying around the Earth, and we're seeing his perspective as time reverses because he's going faster than light. But then he has to spin the other way to get time moving back. So that's no, uh, that's not what's happening. Yeah, see, you're being too charitable <laughs> for a fucking movie from the 70s. Yeah, but see, that's that's how my fandom optimism brain works. It, uh, it immediately starts calculating possible explanations for stupid uh, you're, things. You're trying to give it an out that it doesn't deserve. <laughs> yeah, that's true. That's fair. Um, okay, I <laughs> want to say something about um, Madam Web real quick before we actually... Yeah, yeah, we got sidetracked. Um... You know, I'm probably just going to, like, have all of this be in the episode for two reasons. One, um, it's been a while, and I'm sure that the all the two people listening will be happy to hear us talk uh, for yeah. our side. Uh, and two, I only have a phone. Uh, editing is going to be a bitch, and I don't want to do it too much. Yeah, um, true. So, 
so suck on these nuts. Uh, but <laughs> um, Madam Web, who the fuck asked for this? Yep. And, and I've heard so many horrible things. Like, okay, I've not seen for, it. First of all, they made a Valentine's Day release for it. Only one superhero movie is allowed to get away with a Valentine's Day release, and that's Deadpool. fucking Deadpool. <laughs> <laughs> um, but because because no no couple is gonna like, and you know what's worse? They made it a Valentine's Day release. Like couples are gonna go see it, and then who do they cast in it? One of the biggest horny baits of modern years. <laughs> yes. Do you know who I'm talking about? I was gonna say two of the biggest between I, I uh, one. between Dakota Johnson and Sydney Sweeney. What's Dakota Johnson's thing? Isn't she from the Fifty Shades of Grey stuff? Oh, is she? I I don't respect those movies, so I don't know. I think she is. <laughs> I can't swear to it because I haven't seen them. But is she like the uh, girl? Is she? Is she? I, the, the, I think the so, and that's why. And that's why I was like, "Well, then there's two horny baits." If that's if that's her, but I can't smart do it. If that's her. Give Sweeney because she's like an a, a, adult. She's not an adult film star. She's in the the. She's in the thing with Zendaya or whatever. Oh, okay. Yeah, it's the one about the strippers. Euphoria. Is that yeah. Euphoria? Yeah. The prostitute one. <laughs> Uh, and and I just remember everyone's like, oh gosh, she's so hot, and I'm like, is isn't she playing a teenager or something? Like, I, I mean, it's, like, it's like yes, the actress is, but <laughs> to, to be <laughs> fair, again, away. I am I'm a a big proponent of who gives a fuck about fictional ages of fictional characters because mm. it's it's fictional. None of that shit matters. You yeah. you can't fuck them. <laughs> Yeah. Except in your mind. So so who cares? But but one, it's a little bit harder for me to keep that same energy with live action people. Um uh, Yeah, and I mean granted and, the actress is not underage, so it's like yeah, okay, sure. But No, I get that. I get that. Still um, uh, I'm just saying it that's where I get a little bit more like, mm, okay. Uh <laughs> but but the other thing is I don't know, man. Anyone I've seen talk about that show is like so sleazy about it that I'm like, <laughs> is it specifically because she's supposed to be a teenage prostitute? Is that like, is that the what's reason? Going for him? Yeah, that's an yeah. interesting. That's an interesting. That's, that's why I get a little bit like, I don't know about that. Because <laughs> like, yeah, I've like, never seen it. I don't know anything about it other than that everyone who sees it says that it's some sort of master class in TV making or something and or maybe or maybe the, she's just hot. I don't know. Because most of the time when I'm like <laughs> who gives a shit about their fictional age, right? Yeah. I'm like I'm saying it from the perspective of someone who would like characters despite their age, mm-hmm. not because of it. Like I have Mina Ashido as my as my phone background and I have a body pillow cover of her and I love this pink girl. And, and a big part of that, or the main parts is because she's got a fun personality and she's really cool and she's a hero and she's kind and she's got some big old titties and it just happens. (laughs) (laughs) It just happens that in the universe, she, she exists and she is also a high schooler. And I'm like, 
I like her despite that. I don't go out of my way to be like, mm, high school girl. Yeah, it's like if this, if I imagine that this character were grown up a little bit, that's who I'm thinking exactly. of. You know what I mean? Exactly. Because it's like she's just as real in your imagination as she is on the fucking TV screen. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I don't, I don't know. I don't trust these hoes out here that are like, like mm, the adult. I watch for Sydney Sweeney. It's like to tie into what we're about to talk about. The adult version of Toph that we never get to see is who <laughs> I'm into. <laughs> yeah, or even like if you were a kid when uh, Avatar came out, and so as an adult you look back fondly on that. It's like sure, yeah, it makes sense because like you you experience the passage of time, mm-hmm. um, and so from your perspective, the character does too, even if through rewatching they're technically still the same age as they were back then yeah. like it's not weird because it's like you were the same age as them like um what was it there was uh, there, there was some some character that someone was arguing with me about that I was weird for being attracted to cuz they're younger than me and mm-hmm. I'm like I was 6 when that came out they're an older <laughs> woman to me yeah <laughs> um but uh, oh, and, and the fact that she is the first ever live-action version of Jessica Drew really disappoints me. Because yeah, well, what's funny is that I I saw a behind-the-scenes photo of her in the suit doing like hanging upside down with like the hair, but and I'm like, holy shit, that's cool! <laughs> like, that, it is. That was she great. Looked- she looks the part. I just wish she was in a better movie. Yes. Because, because every like, and and I want, I'm gonna put this out there. I've not seen the movie. I'm not yeah. trying to be judgmental about a piece of media that I haven't seen. Mm-hmm. I will say though, I, I've yeah, seen the trailer. When people do that, but I'm not I, interested in it. <laughs> based on what the trailers have shown me, it looks bad. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it looks uninteresting. Yeah. Why okay, why is Madame Webb a young girl? She's supposed to be like you, you know how they had um what's her face? Um what what's the lady that played Aunt May in the uh, first the Tobey Maguire Spider Man movies? Oh man. Uh, you know who oh, I mean, right? F- yeah, I, just, be, I, I used to know the actress's name and I'm upset that I don't. But yes. She should be a woman about. like that. She should be old and like Yeah, I remember when I first saw uh the casting for the Madam Web show, I was like, oh, I guess there's a Madam Web version that I'm not familiar with that's a young, hot lady and also, isn't, isn't an old blind woman who bosses around Spider Man from, from a swirly cloud <laughs> like she is in the 90s. The sheer amount of interconnectivity with Spider-Verse media these days between No Way Home and Across the Spider-Verse and stuff like that, mm-hmm. for you to then take Madam Web, the Spider-Verse... Madam fucking Web! She is the Nick Fury of the Spider-Verse, yeah. and then to be like, now we're going to make a movie about her that yeah. has nothing to do with any of that shit. Not only nothing to do with it, but as far as I've heard, maybe legally can't say the words Parker or May, which is interesting. Are you familiar with, like, the plot of the movie or anything? 
Because I've listened to a lot of spoiler reviews. Like, I know everything that happens there. Dad was doing experiments about precognition in the jungle or some shit. And then she has visions that also happen to have spider powers. And then she holds up a a manhole cover to block a a piece of debris while not looking. (laughs) Uh, Because they use that shot, like, in 20 different trailers. Yeah. But apparently in the movie, and this is spoilers if you haven't seen it, I don't... Spider-Man. The what? They're getting hunted by not Spider-Man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And and big spoilers for the movie. If you happen to be interested in seeing it, I'm going to assume that by this point, if you haven't seen it, you don't care. Um, is that the the like her like EMS partner is Ben Parker, and uh, they the- they never say his last name, but it's a guy named Ben whose sister Mary is pregnant and they almost say that the kid's name is Peter, but they don't seem to legally be allowed to say the whole word Peter, which is really interesting. I fucking hate that so much. (laughs) There's no no need for her to know Ben. There's literally zero. You know why Madam Web becomes associated with Mm -hmm. Spider-Man? Because... He's an important superhero that has the ability to make connections and save the day across multiple universes. Not because she knew his fucking uncle. Yep. She knows his uncle. Um, Um, And and it just cracks me up that... Not that this necessarily... It's the same predestiny shit that they tried in the comics with the magic spider bite thing. It's the same predestiny shit that they tried in the Amazing Spider-Man movies with, oh, the spider bite actually wouldn't react yeah, to anybody. Yeah, that was probably my Parker's least blood. favorite thing about the Andrew Garfield movies was that it's a destiny thing. I don't think Stop Spider-Man works as well as a destiny that thing. He becomes Spider-Man. That yeah. shit sucks. Yep. And so now I'm also supposed to believe that the guy made an almost one-to-one recreation of the Spider-Man suit did it before Spider-Man was a thing. Mm-hmm. Fuck that. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, the entire so point was that Spider-Man was supposed to take inspiration from legally couldn't say the word Parker, and and even and then Ben's like, "Oh, I'm dating someone." <laughs> They're like, "Who?" Is it? <sighs> and he he doesn't say because Spider-Man. I don't think they were allowed to say May either. Yeah, the entire point of Spider-Man making his costume is that he's supposed to take inspiration from luchadores and making it. Yep. Um, and now it's just going to be, oh, he takes inspiration from that one guy that tried to kill uh, my uncle's uh, EMS partner one time. Yep. <laughs> my uncle's EMS partner that one time. That's so yeah. fucking funny. <laughs> yeah, it's, so- it's... I mean, look, I'm again, I'm not going to say like worst movie ever or uh, this shouldn't exist or anything because you know whatever but um no, I, have, I, I certainly have no interest in it based on what I've heard and it sounds like there's a lot of a lot of a, if you can't legally say Parker don't put Ben Parker in your movie <laughs> I'm gonna put this out there if you can't use Spider-Man stop making movies about characters related to Spider-Man. Stop making Venom. Stop making Craven the Hunter. And I'll for fucking Venom. Christ, stop making El Muerte. Oh yeah, no. I'll accept Venom because there's just enough about Venom that is maybe interesting without Spider-Man. I enjoy those two movies. 
there are some continuities where Venom is more of an anti-hero than just a Spider-Man obsessed villain. So I'm like, okay, I'll I'll give you Spider, I'll give you Venom. You can have Venom, but like, come on, all these other ones, <laughs> like these are all intricately tied to Spider-Man's mythology. Yeah. Uh-huh. Craven and, and Morbius and Madam Web and you know, uh, yeah. The fuck is Craven without Spider-Man? He's a guy that hunts really good. The entire point of Craven becoming yeah, an interesting... I think they're making him an anti-hero who hunts poachers. I, is that the vague vibe fucking, that I got from the trailer? That's so lame. That's so dumb. That shit <laughs> sucks my asshole. No, look, because here's the thing. The entire point of Craven as a character is he's supposed to be what happens when a guy who hunts really good gets bored of hunting normal game and hunts a superhero. Mm-hmm. That's fascinating. The point of him is that fascinating. Like, I'm going to hunt a man now, a, a superhuman man in the middle of the city, and he hunts Spider-Man because when you just have him be a dude that hunts good, you got a fucking crocodile Dundee movie. <laughs> That's great. But not fun. That shit sucks. Yeah. Uh, Okay, well, we've been talking for a half an hour, so we should actually, like... Yeah, we should probably do the thing that people expected us to do by the title of the video, of the title of the podcast they clicked on. (laughs) I don't know when Corn is going to be streaming, so I can't do this forever today. Oh, yeah, sure. Because I I don't know if you know, I'm officially one of his mods now, so... Oh, that's fun. Yeah. Um... Okay, so um, I know I'm not going to split this up into two things, but I also never did the intro. So, hey, uh, welcome to Cape Corner. <laughs> um, and I'm Jordan. And yeah. this is. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm Blue. <laughs> um, so Man, it's been, a, it's been a long time since we it's been a super long time since we've been on a show together it's just been a long time since i've done a podcast because i have a vocal disorder which makes speaking very uncomfortable and also i'm in the beginning stages of planning a wedding and it just so happens that the times that i like to do podcasts always wind up being the times that venues want to plan tours so uh my friend cinder just got uh made into a fiance so like everyone's getting married she sucks. Oh. Um, <laughs> well, I'm sorry. I'm and I was single on Valentine's Day. <laughs> <laughs> um, you could have gone to see Madam Web. I could have done a lot of things. I could have slammed my balls with a hammer. That would have been preferable, probably. <laughs> could have gone to look at uh, Sydney Sweeney and uh, be, have Sydney Sweeney on the I could have pulled Paul Newman and got arrested for jacking off to Sydney Sweeney. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay every single picture that because I, I did not know who sydney sweeney was until right. pr- promotion for this movie started up and I, I i do have to admit that whenever i see pictures i'm like mm. Mm, yeah <laughs> like i get it do you i don't i, I get don't it see what's so goddamn attractive about I get, her it's the it's it's never mind. <laughs> yeah. Go on, soon to be married, man. 
like, you know what? Never mind. I'll just, you know. You're right. <laughs> You're right. I don't get it. <laughs> <laughs> and that's how this episode of Cape Court became used as incriminating evidence in the court of law. <laughs> anyway, it's the they they keep showing like pictures of her posed very seductively on like couches wearing her mask and stuff, and I'm like, why? Why is sure, this I, your strategy? I, well, I got that. Um, Did well, okay, you all, see the promo morning. video of Dakota Johnson doing like a weirdly sensual voice? talk did you see this thing it's that's what i'm saying it, they're literally just trying to sell a superhero <laughs> movie about an 80 year old uh super lady with uh with sex and it's very strange it's um, so God, strange wait hang on hang on i'm sorry i forgot one of my biggest things remember when i was like venom shouldn't exist in a movie without spider-man yeah okay here's the chain of events <laughs> this is mm. so fucking dumb now yeah. according to this movie Jessica Drew existed as a spider-themed superhero before Spider-Man a was minimum born. of a minimum of six years. Well, because she doesn't get any powers in the movie. All we know is that ten years from now, in the timeline of the movie, she will be a superhero and have a super costume. We never actually see her in it, other than like five seconds of flash forwards, which is baffling to me. And what the fuck? She's not even a superhero in the movie? Yeah, it turns out this is not actually an origin story for three spider people. It's just the whole... Okay, I got to so tell wait, you about this stuff. What you're telling me is they're doing that thing from Amazing Spider-Man 2 where they show the room full of all of the... Like the rhino suit, the vulture mm-hmm. wing, yeah. the Doc mm-hmm. Ock arms. Yep. As the premise of a movie. Oh my god, they didn't learn their lesson. As the... Pre- they, they did that. They did Amazing Spider-Man 2 if that teaser at the end of the movie were the premise of the beginning of the movie. (laughs) It's been 10 years and people make fun of them still for that. They did it again? Yeah, but they did it bigger because they made it the foundation of the whole movie. Because apparently the plot of this movie is that the evil Spider-Man guy is trying to kill these three people because he's had a vision of 10 years from now when they're going to kill him. And in that vision, we see them with spider powers with their spider costumes. And that's it. They don't get the powers or the costumes during the timeline of the movie. This guy's just trying to kill them because they will in 10 years. Okay, that and... shit starts. But look, here's, here's what I was going to say, though. <laughs> okay, she is two degrees removed from where she should be. And... Here's what I mean by that. Spider-Man exists first. His appearance influences the way that Venom looks. Yes. And then the way Venom looks (laughs) influences Jessica Drew's black suit design. And it's not because of black Hmm. suit Spider-Man. It's because of Venom because her white spider is the same as Venom's white spider. I had noticed that when I saw a she, of both the comic makes, character and the character makes, in this movie. She makes that suit after 
both Spider-Man and Venom are characters that are related to each other. So not only has Sony made two movies where Venom has fuck all to do with Spider-Man, but now they've made Jessica Drew a character whose suit is based on a Venom that does not have that white spider, and she does it before Spider-Man is even born. This shit is a. She might technically wind up doing it after he's born. I don't fuck, he's not Spider-Man at that point. But, but long before he's Spider-Man, because we know it's ten years from now, and he's just been born. So at the latest, it's when Peter's ten that she becomes a Spider Woman in this universe. Also, is is Ben old in this movie? No. Like, how young would you say he looks? He's played by the, that guy who shows up on a lot of sitcoms. I think his name is Adam Scott. Let me double check that. That doesn't help me. Like, I'm talking I, 30s. 40s. Yeah, mid, mid-30s. The actor... Oh, the actor is 50. Man, he looks great. <laughs> I saw a picture of him. I was like, yeah, he's in his mid-30s. He's in Hollywood. Hard to look great. Yeah. Personal um, trainers, healthy food. Wouldn't it be nice? Um, yeah. But so, okay, let's assume that he's meant to be the same age as the actor, then he's 50. I don't assume that because they never are. You know that's true. Don't that's fucking true. make excuses for okay. them. Then, he then he's 35, time. based on the Mario way he looks. He was 30 when he played Saved by the Bell. Come on. <laughs> we know what they do. Yeah, he looks 35. So, okay, so assuming his character is supposed to be somewhat what he looks like, mm. you know, 35, yeah. that's still too young to be fucking Uncle Ben in 10 years. Mm. Yeah. Uncle Ben's supposed to be like 60 at minimum when, yeah. when he dies. Um, but, like, okay, this isn't a fucking episode about Madam Webb. We're supposed to be talking about A. <laughs> I love that we did this to ourselves. You want to just make this an episode about Madam Web? I mean, we could. I'd be kind of fine with that because I at least know about her '90s appearance in the <laughs> Spider-Man uh, animated about show. Shattered Dimensions. Cool. All right, we're pivoting. Sure. <laughs> Dear listener, uh, because this is apparently now going to be titled Madam Web. We started recording uh, 46 minutes ago thinking that we were going to be talking about uh, Aang from Avatar The Last Airbender. So I guess that'll be coming next week. That'll be coming soon, dear listener. (laughs) Um, Yeah, I'm I'm, I'm sure I'm going to get into an argument uh, about my views on uh, fucking Netflix anime projects but well oh, interesting be... that'll be fun neither of us have seen the well at least i haven't seen the the netflix one i assume you haven't i haven't i refuse to fair enough <laughs> spoilers for my views on the netflix anime things <laughs> <laughs> um but yeah okay so i okay i believe my first time seeing madame web was also in the 90s cartoon um, and their Spider-Verse event was much smaller scale. It was only like six Spider-Man in that, right? Six or seven. It was really cool. I love that they episode had so much. Armor, they had Spider-Armor Mark One as one of the guys, right? Yeah, in a universe where he's basically Tony Stark. 
No, 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 no. Mark one, where it was just like the, the cast iron. Um... Yeah, but he's but he's supposed to be from a universe where he like owns a tech company and he's a brilliant inventor. Oh, really? Um, yeah. Okay. Did wait? Did that story in the comic book take inspiration from that? Then maybe the Parker Industries shit could be. I have no idea. I don't know which came first, and I don't know if the nineties thing came first. What are you talking about? The Parker Industries was mid two thousands. I didn't know when that Spider Man comic book happened. I've not kept up with Spider Man comics terribly. It was like mid twenty tens. Okay. Then yeah, maybe. Maybe it was influenced by the show. No, sorry. I, I clearly you you didn't know what comic thing I was referring to, but it's just really funny to me. Like, I don't know what came first, the the comic book or the '90s cartoon from an era like 30 years before it. Yeah, uh-uh. <laughs> I haven't read it. There's like 80 years of not 80, uh, 60, just barely over 60 years of Spider-Man comics. So, it was a lot. It is kind of funny to think about the fact that he's so much younger than a lot of the most popular superheroes. Yeah, that's true. Like the 60s isn't exactly recent, um, <laughs> but yeah, the 60s to... is also when you get all of your like Silver Age DC characters, right? Like Barry and Hal. Yes. Okay. Though there were technically a Flash and a Green Lantern predating yeah. them. The concept of Flash and Green Lantern predance, predates it, but the like main iteration that we think of. Yeah, they're from around the same era. Yeah. Interesting. Fantastic Four, I think, are from the... I did an episode on them, but that was episode three. That was years ago. Years. We're old. came out? Um, maybe. I always thought of them as a 60s thing, so maybe, I don't know. Yeah, but, um, yeah, so Madam Web, uh, what what was the story of that episode of the 90s show again? It was that there's, there's a version of Peter who, um, like, blended with Carnage or something, I think. Oh, Spider Carnage? Yeah, I think so, and he wants to... He's fallen into a nihilistic rage and has decided that he wants to, like, destroy the multiverse and erase all of reality or something. You know what's funny? Mm-hmm. That sounds shockingly similar um, to the plot of Scott Pilgrim. Uh, takes <laughs> <off>. <laughs> I can't remember. Did you see that? Uh, Scott Pilgrim? Scott Pilgrim takes off. No. Wait, have you seen Scott Pilgrim vs. the World? Yeah, I've seen that. It was a long time ago, but I have seen it. Um, I strongly recommend that you watch Scott Pilgrim Takes Off. It's so good. Okay. It's only a few episodes. It It's on Netflix. It's an easy breezy watch. And it's technically a sequel to Scott Pilgrim vs. the World. Hmm. Interesting. It is both a sequel and also a reboot. <laughs> oh, that's fun. I like when stuff does that. Yeah. Uh, it's so fucking cool because it's um, like uh, it was last year, 2023, and the movie was 2009. So I think you actually see Scott from 
what is that, 14 years in the future in Scott Pilgrim Takes Off. So it's the same amount of time between when the movie came out and when that show came out. Hmm. So he's supposed to be like <clears throat> modern day Scott. Because okay, interesting. If, if time flows in our real world from the same point as the movie, which was 2009, that he would be from 2023. Okay. <laughs> but anyway, I, I'm getting... I'm, I'm getting too deep into that. Yeah, just watch it. It's good, trust me. Um, <laughs> but uh, okay, so so she she's gathering multiple Peter Parkers to stop this one shitty Peter Parker, yeah. um, including the abomination that is Spider-Man. That one time he had four extra arms. Yeah, I remember that. I hate that one. So the only one there is there I was hate. one where he's got like the Doc Ock arms, and there was also the one that's like the mutated one. I mean the mutated one. Okay, yeah. The only one I hate more than him is Spiders Man. Oh, that's a fucked up concept. I love <laughs> Spiders Man. Where he's not Peter Parker, he's literally just a hive of spiders who collectively together. believe that they are Peter Parker. Working together to pilot a Spider-Man suit like it's a fucking Gundam. Yeah, it's hilarious. <laughs> it's so stupid and also disturbing. <laughs> um. Uh, yeah. So okay, you've got uh, spider armor. You've got oh, um, I I do like so. People argue that Doc Ock is Spider-Man's true arch nemesis. I still argue that it's Green Goblin, but I see why Doc Ock is like a strong contender for that. Um, but for as much as especially modern comic book material loves to make the villain a guy that has the same powers as the hero, mm-hmm. having a dude that's based on spiders, a creature with eight limbs, fighting against a guy that's based on octopus, a guy with eight limbs, uh, <laughs> a creature with eight limbs, is great, especially because they make a reference to it in No Way Home with the fact that with the iron spider suit, he gets four mechanical limbs in addition to his four human limbs, and Doc Ock looks at his arms and goes, looks like we got some competition. <laughs> yeah. It's great. Um, and yeah, it's that was a fun bit. bit. Yeah, because um, I, I think I've gone on this before, but do you know Ali Osnick? Uh, no. So, okay. So. Ali Osnick was a kid who was a mechanical genius as like an elementary schooler, and he was a big fan of Dr. Otto Octavius. And so he wanted to be the sidekick of Dr. Octopus, and he made his own miniature version of the Doc Ock arms. Oh, that's and fun. Went to Dr. Octopus and was like, let me be your sidekick. Look, I made arms like you. And uh, Doc was like, fuck off, kid. And like tried to kill Ollie and Spider-Man saved him. And so Ollie became enamored with Spider-Man. And so he made his own Spider-Man suit, kept the Doc Ock arms and started calling himself Spider-Boy and figured it worked because spiders mm. also have eight limbs. And Interesting. Later on, as he got older, he would become his own spider superhero called the Steel Spider. Hmm. And the Steel Spider appeared in that um, in in 
easily the best Ultimate Spider-Man episode, the one where Spider-Man goes to Boston. Okay. I don't remember if I've seen that one. I watched some of Ultimate Spider-Man, but did not watch all of it. Ultimate Spider-Man sucks, but that episode is good. Um, because I'll have to find it. It's Peter literally just gets sick of being treated like shit in New York. So he's like, he, he hears that Boston is looking for a superhero. <laughs> and he, he goes to Boston to be their superhero. And they're like, welcome to Boston, Spider-Man. That's funny. <laughs> and, and Ali Osnick is there. He's from Boston. And he tries to be Spider-Boy and Spider-Man shoots him down because he's like, look, I'm trying to be a solo hero now because that whole team thing <laughs> didn't work out for me. And so he snubs Ollie, and Ollie gets mad and makes a badass steel spider outfit and, like, kind of fucks him up for a little bit. And so eventually Peter's like, all right, look, I'll admit it. You're kind of awesome. Uh, I really (laughs) appreciate you, you know, looking up to me so much. I'm sorry I didn't treat you like how you deserve to be treated, but, wow, your mechanical engineering is insane. Honestly, with you here, I feel like Boston's already got a superhero. Hmm. He's like, wow, you mean it? He's like, yeah. And so Steel Spider becomes the Boston Spider Hero in that show. That's fun. It's very cool. Um, okay, so so they got the the not Spider Boy version. They got the fucky mutated version. They got the rich Spider Armor version. Can hmm. you remember any of the other ones from that episode? Oh gosh, let me think. Yes, we, we, so we've got we've got mutated one. We've got Doc Ock arms one. We've got Iron Metal Spider Man one. We've got our main one. That's four. Mm-hmm. Um, I we've got the one with no powers. That's five. <laughs> okay, so sorry. I just realized Ben Ten also took from this. Then <laughs> that's funny. There's a there's an a story in Ben 10 Omniverse where they have a multiverse war and, and the main character of that is a version of Ben who never got the watch. Oh, that's funny. Yeah. No watch Ben. He, he like has an entire character arc. Oh, and Scarlet spider. They bring in Scarlet spider as well. Oh, fucking sick. Yes. As, as they should. Yeah. Um, and then I know in... So have you ever played the video game Shattered Dimensions? I have not, but I've heard great things. It's very fun. Um, so so the entire premise is that Spider-Man is fighting Mysterio, right? Mm. I should say the first lines of the game are uttered, uh, narrated by Stan Lee. Oh, that's fun. <laughs> um, so uh, Mysterio wants this, like tablet of magic thing because he wants to be a real magician not just a trickster um, mm-hmm. or, or as Vegeta from Dragon Ball Z would say you're just a trickster I am a warrior <laughs> um, but yeah so he, he wants to be an actual magician and so uh, Spider-Man is fighting him and at one point he goes to deliver a flying kick and Mysterio reflexively holds this tablet up like it's a shield and the, sh- uh, the tablet breaks into multiple pieces. And because it- it's like the Darkhold in that it simultaneously exists in multiple universes at once. Okay. So some of the shards go to three different universes. And so Mysterio disappears because he's holding one of the shards and it does give him actual magic. Um, 
and Madam Web contacts Spider-Man and is like, I'm going to need not just your help, but the help of your counterparts from those other three universes. So we've got the main Spider-Man who is amazing Spider-Man, right? He's your typical, he's wearing the red and blue suit. Mm. Um, he, he tip, he typically uses web-based combat, right? Yeah. Um, web zip lines and all that shit, right? Um, mm-hmm. You've got Ultimate Spider-Man, uh, who has the black suit, <laughs> which is apparently because of Madam Web, she did it somehow. Like we switched to him, and he's oh. literally like, black suit doing on me, and she's like, "Yeah, I figured you could use the help." <laughs> That's fun. Um, so he uses black suit based combat. Um, Spider-Man twenty ninety nine, mm-hmm. <laughs> um, who, so so the gameplay styles differ in each different universe. Um, Amazing and Ultimate are kind of similar, and that it's a third person action game kind of thing. Yeah. Twenty ninety nine almost functions more like a racing game. Weird. Because he does a lot of super speed or like falling or flying segments mm-hmm. where he's like fighting enemies while in motion. Um, mm-hmm. And Spider-Man Noir, who his is a Metal Gear Solid-esque stealth combat game. Oh, that's cool. I like that. Uh, and everything's in black and white. And I should mention that all four of these guys voiced Spider-Man prior to the game. Yeah, I knew that um, the 90s guy was in this. Yes, he voices 29... No, 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 no. No, he voices Noir. Cool. Um, I believe that uh, Josh Keaton voices Ultimate. Fun. Um, I can't remember who the other two are voiced by. I apologize. Um, but but they all, they've all done Spider-Man voices. So... Uh, you you play the game in chapters. I think the first chapter is Craven the Hunter. So you play as Amazing Spider-Man fighting Craven, and then chapter two is Hammerhead, and you play as Spider-Man Noir. And because cool. because all the Noir enemies tend to focus on villains that make sense for like the forties. So mm. it's like Noir and Vulture and stuff like that. That's fun. For- it's Hammerhead and Vulture, I mean, sorry. Um, uh, yeah, and I never got to beat the game because I did not own a Nintendo Wii, and I had the game for the Wii, and my first girlfriend uh, had a Wii, so I bought the game so I could play it while I was at her house, and uh, I remember I tried to get her to play it with me, and she said that I was too old to be playing video games because that was a kid's thing. Bro, fuck this. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, guess what? We didn't stay together. (laughs) Yeah. Um, I'm not going to say too many disparaging things because for all I know, she might be a completely different person than she used to be, but at the time, she sucked. Um, that, that that, That was not a good relationship. I was also only 18. Like, yeah. I was hardly in the age of, like, get your life together. Stop.
Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> what was I? Oh yeah. So I, I never beat the game because of that. But yeah. I know Madam Web. She was like. She was, she was your guy in the chair. She was the one that was contacting all the Spider-Men, letting them know what their mission was, where they had to go, how the others were doing. Um, and what's really cool is that I know that game had a sequel um, in Spider-Man Edge of Time, where it was just Amazing and 2099 teaming up. Hmm. They technically... Um, you could consider them alternate universes separated by time because they also technically existed on the same timeline. Okay. So like 2099 would I don't know, run into like a place where the door was blocked and he'd be like, hey you exist like a hundred years in the past or something. Can you unlock this door? (laughs) (laughs) And it will somehow like, nobody will relock it for the next century, I guess. Oh, my God. <laughs> He'd unlock it, and then Spider-Man 2099 would just have an unlocked door, and he'd be like, sweet, thanks. <laughs> like, I might be oversimplifying it, but that's the general idea, is that Amazing would do stuff in the past that would affect the future, so that 2099 could carry out a mission. Okay. Um, which is a cool concept. Yeah. Um, I'm trying to think what else. Because here's the thing. Madam Web is a very cool character in theory, but I feel like you can't use her all the time or it robs her of her effectiveness as a character because she's only supposed to appear for big events. Oh, yeah, typically. Um, and if they just tried to make a big universe shattering event every couple of years, then they would be DC comics. Yep. I went there. What's up? (laughs) Very good. How are you going to have flashpoint storyline in 2011 and then do rebirth in 2017? What the fuck? (laughs) Yeah, it was a bit fast. (laughs) Um, so unfortunately I don't have a whole lot I can say about Madam Web other than um she also reminds me of um there's there's a, a blind fortune teller lady from X-Men. It's not it's not Calypso is her name, is it? Hmm. I can't think of it. I she, don't remember. She she's she appears in X-Men Evolution and she was the caretaker of Rogue in that continuity. Okay. Because she she was clairvoyant, so we get flashes of the future, right? And her... So, okay, in that continuity, Rogue is Raven's daughter. Not Raven, like, not... She's Mystique's daughter. Okay. And they know that she has the mutation where if she touches people, then it fucks them up. So they were relying on fortune teller lady to get visions of the future to know who might come into contact with her so that she would be able to manipulate things so that she never came into contact with anyone. Okay. Interesting. 
Um, and I know she's like a legit X-Men character, but I can't, I can't think, I think her name is Calypso. Don't quote me on that. <laughs> but uh, Madame Web kind of reminds me of that where it's like, she's blind, but she can see beyond what normal people can. Um, but she's also got that splash of interdimensional shit going on. Yeah. Um, which I can't, I'm sure she has like an origin story that doesn't fucking suck. (laughs) Um, But like, I'm sure, I'm sure she's, so if she has an origin story, I'm sure she has a universe of origin. And I don't know. Maybe. This is the problem is that, I didn't know that this is what this episode was going to be, and so I didn't. <laughs> like, sorry. That is, uh, I've never actually thought to wonder what her real, like, if she has a standard origin story. Across thing. Do they mention anything in the 90s show? It, it or is she mean, just kind of mean? It typically doesn't really matter, right? Because her her past and how she gained these abilities and all that stuff never really matters too much because she's not the focal point. She's the mentor. She is the one guiding Spider-Man and becoming the, the arbiter of events so that Spider-Man can go through these cool adventures. She is the Zordon to their power Rangers. You don't, you don't need to know actually how Zordon got in that fucking tube. Or who yeah. he was before. But mm. he knows all the shit and he's directing them. So she fills very much that same role where if you wind up learning too much about her origin, it can actually rob some of the mystique. I think the scenes with Brian Cranston being a Power Ranger mm. were interesting, but I kind of didn't want to learn that Zordon was the Red Ranger. I, I think that that ruins... Yeah, we didn't need it. Uh, yeah, I think that ruins some of the mystique. Almost like if you made an entire fucking movie about the origin of Madame Web. <laughs> it, it might not be very good. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know. Look, this is, this is the true essence of art right here. If I can, if I can wank for a second. Is that like we... We went in with an intention of it being one thing and then just things happened and then it, art created itself through us and mm. it became something we weren't expecting. This was going to be an Aang episode. Now it's a Madam Web episode. And, and now we have no idea what the fuck is going on. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm truly ready to call it an episode now um, because I do need to check Discord to see if Corn knows when he's streaming it yet. I'm running out of things to say about Madam Web that isn't just more bitching about the new movie that I haven't seen. Well, also- let's talk very briefly about how those episodes end on the Spider-Man animated series, because I thought it was really cool. Yes. Um, which is when they reveal that... The, so firstly, they eventually they manage to get Spider-Carnage not to destroy the multiverse by... They, they, okay, they've gone to an Earth. The Earth that they've chosen to destroy the multiverse from, for some reason, is the home Earth of the Tony Stark-ish 
Peter Parker, who's a billionaire inventor guy. And uh, this is a universe where Peter's made all of the right choices and he's basically never fucked up anything ever at all. And um, in this universe, Uncle Ben is still alive. So Uncle Ben shows up and manages to bring the, the, the hero out of carnage, out of spider carnage. And he's unable to actually fight the symbiote off of himself, but he is able to regain enough control and conscience and morals to throw himself into an unstable portal that's like, he's gone. He's dead. He's gone. And it was pretty cool. And then my favorite thing about that whole episode was when they reveal that the guy without powers is an actor and that he's from a universe where Spider-Man isn't real and this guy plays Spider-Man on TV. And, and so then Madam Web takes Spider-Man to our universe and Spider-Man gets to meet Stan Lee and it made me very happy. Okay, that's awesome. It's, um, the, it's such a cool ending. And now I'm just wondering, the the actor. It so the only actor that played Spider Man on TV, unless you're talking like the voice actor who was voicing that Spider Man in that cartoon, um, was the Japanese Spider Man. No, 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 there was right? an American one. In Otherwise, the 70s. that the 70s had two different live action Spider Man shows, and one was Japanese and one was American. Oh, interesting. I didn't know that. I never knew there was an American one. That's right, Peter. You're me, and I'm you, and this is a gun. (laughs) (laughs) Have you not seen that? I haven't, but it sounds funny. Look it up. Look look it up on YouTube as soon as we're done with this. I'm not fucking kidding with you. I will. But, yeah, it's it's just... he, He had, like, the 70s shag hair, and... um. He's he's kind of scrawny in the Spider-Man suit, and it's just funny because like you see Peter walk into a room and he looks shocked, and there's another one of him, and it, it's it's the clone <laughs> story. They're doing the clone story. They did it before the Clone Saga. That's great. Uh, and and it's just it's the slow zoom out of the camera as he's like, "You're me, and I'm you," and then you just see a fucking revolver in his hand. He's like, "And this is a gun." And this is a gun. That's great. Um. Anyway, yeah, I think that that's that's uh, such a cool way to end it, and uh, and he gets to go meet Stanley, and Stan and he gets like so Stanley gets to talk to Spider Man a bit, and I think at some point Spider Man says that despite all I've been through, you know, I'm I I feel like I'm in a really good place in my life. I'm gonna go look for Mary Jane with Madam Web, and I have a feeling that things are gonna turn out okay. And I think that after he says something like that, something very optimistic, um, uh, Stan Lee goes, gee, you sure aren't the guy I've been writing about all this time, which is was pretty funny. <laughs> um, and it was, it was cute. It was a cute way to end the, the series. And it's cool that Madam Web and Spider-Man are like heading off to go find Mary Jane, who's been lost in limbo for like a whole season now at this point in the show. You know what's really funny is that Again, that that brings up the idea of whether or not Spider-Man is an optimist. And mm-hmm. I've seen people say that he's a pessimist because he's always complaining. And mm-hmm. I don't think that's pessimism. I think that's realism. 
Because yeah, fair. acknowledging that bad things that have happened to you have happened to you is realism. Trying to say that bad things that happen to you are worse than they actually are would be pessimism. Um, but I think all in all, Spider-Man really is an optimist because as much as he's like, everything's going wrong, this is the Parker luck, this shit sucks, whenever he refers to the future, he like he only says things are going to stay bad in his moments of extreme weakness. Mm-hmm. Typically, he keeps going because he's always got the hope that things will get better. Yeah. And whenever things are going even mildly good for him, he's like, I'm living the best life ever. <laughs> so, like, yeah, I, I think at his core, he is an optimist because he's the type that, like, he doesn't ignore the bad things that happen to him. He's not burying his head in the sand and pretending that things aren't that terrible. But whenever whenever there's a chance that things will get better, he likes to believe that they will. And if that's not optimism, I don't know what is. Yeah. I'm sure I could make some really clever theme about how that relates to you and me and our views on optimism versus realism, but (laughs) uh, (laughs) I don't feel like it. (laughs) Yeah. Because we've had that Anyway, Madam Web, weird character, uh, terrible movie, probably. I don't know. I haven't seen it. (laughs) It sounds like it's difficult to get through from what I've heard. It sounds like they're expecting us to buy the fact that Uncle Ben is going to age 30 years in 10 years and that she's going to age like 70 in 10 years. Yeah. And that Jessica Drew is going to be a hero before Venom and Spider-Man. What the fuck? Anyway. (laughs) (laughs) Um, This is the part where I start saying the things that I haven't said in over a month. Mm -hmm. Uh, Something about holopods. Yeah. The Hall of Pods Podcast Network. Who the fuck is on that again? Um, so it's the Phantom <laughs> Podcast. Comic Book Club. It's True Believers, a comic book podcast. It's movies to watch before you die. And oh shit, and the replica program. Wait, what day is it? It today is Sunday. Uh wait, what the fuck? I think I'm supposed to have off work tomorrow, but I think I'm scheduled. Uh, hmm. I have to double check with that, but uh, I think tomorrow I'm going to be interviewing someone again. Ah, interesting. Yeah. Um. So look forward to that. Um. Or if it even happens, because who knows what this new setup of mine. But, <laughs> uh. Cape Corner Discord. You can join it. You can make suggestions. Um. And then, like, every once in a while, I might post a meme on there. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it's also got the catalog of all the episodes and everything. Um, I really got some shit. Uh, <laughs> what's the... Uh, oh, you can support me on my Spotify. Spotify, Spotify for podcasters. Mm-hmm. Uh, it works like Patreon. And share the episode with a friend. Because you would be a really cool person if you did that. 
and you're not cool. You're a loser because you're listening to me. <laughs> I think that's going to wrap it up. Any last thoughts? I got nothing. Cool. Chaos um, is wonderful. I'm about to go reproduce uh, the quality of Madam Web uh, <laughs> in the toilet. <laughs> I, again, I shouldn't say that too harshly. I haven't actually watched it. I just know that nothing about it looks good. Yeah. So if you can't squeeze two minutes of good quality out of a trailer, it's probably not good. <laughs> All right, everybody. Hang on. <laughs> ah. I'm getting a stomach cramp. <laughs> oh, damn. Yeah. Okay. I really am going to have to go. So, everybody, thank you for listening. Stay strong. Stay true to yourselves. And remember, we can all be heroes.